And uh, it's the Kevin Sorbo Christmas album. Oh, God. There isn't one of those, is there? <laughs> there is. Oh, he is. What was he? He was Tarzan? Hercules. No, he was Hercules. <laughs> it's Tarzan. <laughs> what is he, the ape man or something? <laughs> what are you, Tarzan? Are you Tarzan? <laughs> so my dad says it. Tarzan? See, Tarzan? <laughs> I remember that program, Beastmaster. That's a good Manimal. <laughs> Making a list, checking it twice. The Gitmo Bros on a naughty list. No fuck it for you. No fuck it for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Gitmo Bros are on the naughty list. No, uh. not, no fuck it for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was once again Aaron Shows, my pal and incredible <laughs> musician and composer, who uh, helped me out with that. And uh, go to his YouTube page, Aaron Shows, S-H-O-W-S. The kid's a genius, I tell you. <laughs> well, this is Ear and Loathing. Ho, ho, ho. And you know what that means. One ho for each Gitmo bro. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) Where are my Christmas hoes at? (laughs) Yeah, this is episode 38, but it's also episode one of our trilogy of Christmas specials. Or should I say holiday specials? So this week, uh, Aaron's going to be uh, in the torture chamber. Each Gitmo bro gets to be tortured by Christmas music. Yay. <laughs> so I guess I would like to say hello to a guy who's sitting in a closet right now, which is where he's, he's got a tree in there as, and a stocking in that closet with him, <laughs> I think. And uh, he is the media darling of Aaron Loathing, and he's going to say hello right now. Hi, I'm George White. Damon's right. I'm going to decorate this place up. I'm going to get lights. I'm going to get happy. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it wonderful. Merry it's Christmas, festive everyone! Festive as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is an historic storage closet. It's a magical winter wonderland. <laughs> it's like asking the warden if you can decorate your cell for for Christmas. <laughs> like you know where you are, right? You're doing a hard time. Which means you get the like the December issue of Club magazine, <laughs> <laughs> you know the one where the you know it's 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 a broad to spread eagle, but she has a Santa hat on. <laughs> Festive, and of course he's calling in from the North Star from the top of the tree, North Star. He's my North Star. He's George's North Star. He's the publisher and editor of Club Magazine's North Star. <laughs> Why don't you say hello? Baringa! I've got a head for business, a bod for sin, and all the rest belongs to Jesus! (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, JC. Yeah. (laughs) Looking good, J. Betty. I love you. (laughs) 
So yeah, as mentioned, Aaron is in the torture chamber today, the Christmas torture. What would we call that? Like the the holiday torture chamber, the festive torture chamber? What do you guys think? The the Holiday Chamber. The Yule Yule. Something with a Yule log. Yeah. You'll be sorry you came down to the torture chamber. There you go. There Thank you, go. you. It's just that easy. Oh, that's that's all we got. Okay. <laughs> And so because it's Aaron's time to shine, he has to be uh, let in by the the caretaker of the you'll be sorry torture chamber. (laughs) And oh, look, he's wearing a Santa hat and uh, also reindeer antlers. He's so funny. He He loves to get dressed up. But the white part of the hat's real dirty, though. It's like yeah. all got soot on it. And- yeah. <laughs> and what's 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 not funny or cute is there is a, a, a family of mice living in the hat that he's wearing. On <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's say hi to to our our festive pal Clem. Hey there, buddy. How's it going? Hi there. Welcome to Kibitz Corner. <laughs> he he does sound a little more cheery. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Clem. Yeah, I think the holiday (laughs) season affects everybody. So yeah, we have uh, we have Aaron about to uh, about to shine like the star on top of the Christmas tree. So why don't you take over? Well, uh, here we are for Christmas, and uh, uh, as I'm the first one uh, in here to get to do my thing, I figured that uh, I'll let you guys take chances. I'm gonna trust in the premise generator. Yes. I hear <laughs> yeah! So triumphant. Thank you, With sugar plum fairies <laughs> dancing in our head. Good night. You gotta be nice to the sugar to the uh, to the premise generator. You've gotta pay and to the, the devil. Sugar plum due. fairies. That's right. Um, so we are going to. Make Hollywood magic yet again. Ear and Loathing Studios, in effect, to create next year's holiday blockbuster. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, let's do it. So because it's the three of us, uh, we don't need Lou for this. It's just going to be us, like the very first time we did it, where we decide uh, betwixt the three of us uh, in, in peace and love and honesty in the spirit of that. Uh, we will decide which is the superior uh, product that we're going to uh, kick it upstairs and get made. So um, like we did last time, um, I'll give uh, Damon his words and then George, and then I'll take it and I'll go first. So you guys can think some more. Um, What's going to happen though, is, is that everyone's going to get an adjective and a Christmas word. Now, sometimes because of the nature of the Christmas word, you may want to flip it. Like you don't need to do it in an order of, you know, sometimes it might be funnier to flip it. So you just make a decision, but we're going to get an adjective and we're going to get a Christmas word. So, um, Damon, are you ready for your adjective? The goddamn premise generator can pull out Christmas words instead of just words. Yep. It's a fucking premise generator, baby. It's a goddamn, it's a robot. It's a robot. (laughs) It's a Christmas robot. (laughs) All right. Damon. Miracle robot. Damon Joseph, your adjective (laughs) is gigantic. Oh, yeah. Here comes, here comes your Christmas word. 
<laughs> it is bells. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gigantic bells. Um, all right. All right. All right. Uh, Georgie, you ready for yours? I'm ready. All right. Rustic. Oh. And here we go. Here we go. Here comes the Christmas word. <laughs> <laughs> what? Snowflake. <laughs> All right. Here's uh, here it comes for Aaron now. It's going to be uh, far. Far F A R. Yeah, like Jamie Far. <laughs> Far. Can we get him? <laughs> Clinger. <laughs> Far elf. <laughs> okay, I got this. I got this. Fuck. All right, I got it. So uh, here I go. Here I go. Okay. So this is going to cater to the stoner market. And uh, we're going to be, we're going to, we're going to uh, play on the fact that it sounds very close to far out, but this is far, far elf. (laughs) And so it's going to be, instead of elf where there was um, Bob Newhart, the thief that he is uh, uh, in his role as the king of the the elves, it's going to be Tommy Chong is the king of the elf. And, uh, and 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 because and they've been thrown for a loop because weed is is legal fucking everywhere now and so people who used to be interested in fucking like wood trains <laughs> i guess like wood trains and like dollies and stuff no dice so unless it's weed based they're not interested anymore and so he's had to re recalibrate it and luckily he likes to smoke himself i think <laughs> i think though that what can the thing be? So that's what's going on. That's where we are. But he, maybe he needs to like develop his own strain. What do you think? Like, what is the crux of what he's got to do? So like, here's us. He's, he's upset because he can't uh, sell his old shit that they make out in the factory. They got to do a weed based thing. What else happens for far elf? Yeah. They got to unload all that stuff. Right. 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 Hmm. How do you match up? Like, you know, it's Sally, the, the, the weed smoking doll or something. <laughs> Where like he has to he has to combine the the presence with weed somehow, right? Where so where she used to carry a bottle and she goes, "I love you," and now she just goes, "This is good weed." Yeah, she, <laughs> pass the duchy. Is this sativa? <laughs> <laughs> it's a heady high. So just, everything's <laughs> weed based, right? Everything. Yeah, everything, everything. Happy four twenty. <laughs> But like, I think that obviously what happens is that like, like with these stoner comedies, even like Pineapple Express and stuff is that there's ultimately some heart going on in there. And so like, I don't think that we could be any different. So like what I think ultimately what happens is they realize we could be close and we could be friends and we could be uh, in in love. We could be uh, happy with our families without a weed based thing, because truly it's the uh, emotion of the season that's important. Um. But on the way to there, though, there there would probably be some merry mishaps that occurred uh, for them. Like so, they 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 do some counter programming, as you suggest, where they like little Susie's now you know a little doper and, mm-hmm. and and all that. And but you like know, when there's like Christmas cookies and stuff are weed cookies. I don't know how you incorporate that in. <laughs> what yeah? What if what if Santa has just gotten into the program and is working the twelve steps? 
Like, fucking hell, everywhere I go, I'm trying to get right. <laughs> Just working the steps. I'm thinking of something a little more opposite. Hear me out on this. Do it, baby. So perhaps, perhaps weed has taken over the North Pole, where... I keep seeing Santa in, he's now in a green suit. It's not even red anymore. It's just green. It's made right. of weed. It's just like <laughs> the Christmas tree's weed. Everything's weed. And all the, and all the elves are all, they're all high. They're all, you know, hey man, I'll get around to that later. Why are you going to stress me out? That kind of thing. Right. But right. we have to have the, you know, following the original elf movie. There's one guy, or even following Herbie from Rudolph, the original outcast mm-hmm. elf, Rudolph the outcast reindeer. There's some he he doesn't like smoking. He's not he's not down with any of that. I like your message that we eventually get around to that maybe we don't need so much weed in our lives. That maybe yeah, yeah maybe we don't even need all these gifts. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the, you know, the why do we, we need to? It, we don't have to have a transactional relationship. Yes, and that maybe some order bringing back to the North Pole is the way to go. And San is so fat. He's so fat because he gets to munchies all the time. He's so fat he can't even fit in the suit. He can't. The, the, the reindeer can't even lift him anymore. Everyone's lazy and a stoner. <laughs> he's got, he's got it's diabetes. Too much, it's gone too much the other way. And Santa's going to lose a foot from diabetes. Was, <laughs> <laughs> he has gout, right? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but it, and perhaps we start the movie off with that. That it was once a good idea. Like it started off that everyone was too stressed out about Christmas. It had become too retail, too commercialized, and right. everyone just needed to mellow out. And so in the beginning, weed was a good idea right. to kind of mellow everyone out. Loosened the up, the yeah. elves were so jacked up. They were like Coke elves, you know, right. and they needed a little weed to calm down. But now it's swung too far this way, and here comes our hero to straighten everybody out. <laughs> right. Right. What do you guys think? <laughs> I love it. I love it. That makes more sense. And, uh, uh, you know, and like, f- and Far Elf is like, yes, it's a goof on like, far out, man. But also, they had to go a long way. They had to go from the, you know, all across the range of emotions and, uh, and, uh, pick me ups, put me downs, everything. They also, like, they took weed, which was supposed to be this thing that calmed everyone down, but they took it too far. Yeah. Right. It was a nature thing. And now they commercialized it and made it all, made it all crazy. Like, right, on, which baby. is true. Maybe cool. it is. Maybe that is. We, you can see that being a real thing because the typical way you do this movie is that everyone in the North Pole's uptight, and the far elf comes and he tells everyone to mellow out, and <laughs> right. they get happier. You expect that movie. Mm-hmm. You don't expect this movie, right? Right, right. Where it's ultimately yeah. about like uh, the purity of 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 you know. Why can't we just love and participate with each other? We don't have to make grand statements. We don't have to be, excuse me, ding, 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 guy. And we don't have to be overly doped out. We don't have to be overly uh, commercial minded or, you know, gluttonous or all those things that go along. And it's cool <laughs> after hours, you know, after you're done making the toys. Not right, on get the your job, job done. Yeah. Get your work Not done. Not on the job, man. Come Reward on. yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Everything in moderation, like the Greeks said. You know <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I love it. Far Elf. I love it. It's it's, it's, it's a message. It gives you that stoner comedy up top. Right. And it's it's a laugh a minute. Uh, gut busting uh, giggles. Yeah. All but kinds then, of weed jokes. Yeah. Just like, threaded throughout. All over the place. Oh, yeah. It, it, it writes itself. So let's mm-hmm. face it. <laughs> I think it just All did. Right. <laughs> Far Elf. All right. Cool. So Far Elf's uh, got a pin on it. It's up on the big board. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Damon, why don't you go? Okay. Um. Gigantic bells. Well, 
it is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie, but the bells don't necessarily refer to Christmas bells. This is almost like a who's that Eddie Murphy where he gets dressed up as the Fat Family, the the clumps, yeah, the clumps, or, yeah, the right. clumps. Yeah, the clumps. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the bells. The bells are are just a, a Fat Family. Oh, okay. And. Someone... I thought you were going to say Richard Bells. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Bells, have... right, right. Yeah. yeah, he could show up as that detective Munch, Munch. or whatever. It's in the Munchiverse. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's a, he yeah. helps him solve the, the Christmas mystery. From the Baltimore streets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, they, there's something – something is threatening Christmas. I don't know what that is. I mean, maybe it's the fact that, you know, this is kind of – uh, you know, stepping on on far elf's toes a little bit, but um, like everyone has become obsessed with staying in shape, and and that means no no Christmas treats or Christmas dinners or, or anything. It's like a world controlled by aerobics or something, right? And so the gi- gigantic bells have to save traditional Christmas from all these evil skinny people, right? And like maybe they could be. <laughs> gigantic bells it's just making me laugh just <laughs> now all i can think of is richard bells <laughs> okay i could take it into like another direction where it's a christmas porn and Rich- starring richard belzer oh no <laughs> <laughs> he just pulls that hog out and goes to town <laughs> but i don't think we're gonna get you know make as much money as like a family christmas blockbuster yeah, so. with fat, with yeah, with fat people in it. I, I, I like where you're going with that. I didn't expect that, and I like that a lot. Well, yeah, the clumps. It's like a clumps yeah, kind yeah. of thing. It's exactly you know? that. It's yeah. like their na- it's the neighbors. You know, it could be a spinoff, like the uh, the Ropers. Yeah. So yeah, the bells, yeah. the bells are actually like the next door neighbors to the clumps. Well, how about this? Much like Christmas Vacation, the jerk off relatives who are the fatties are coming to L.A. to visit. The bells are coming to LA to visit the, you know, you remember how in uh, vacation or in Christmas vacation it was Julie Louis Dreyfus and the other guy as the as the asshole yuppies, what, what we called yuppies back then. Yeah, right, yeah. right. They're right. the and everyone in LA is like that. You're saying everyone's skinny and not, you know, it isn't down home Christmas. And here come the bells that are the jerk off cousins from wherever the south, and everyone always does that from the south. So maybe they're from somewhere else. Maybe Wait, so the bells are the bad guys, or are we still setting it up? We're still setting it up. Okay, okay, sorry. And in the LA, in the LA family, whoever they are, with 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 their Twitter machines and their you know staying skinny and you know obsession with LA stuff, they can even yeah. be New York. Any big city would work, really. And here come the here come the here come the bells out of uh, wherever they're from from the country, whatever and, city George is from in, in yeah. Kentucky. <laughs> Exactly. Gadsden, Alabama. Sure. They're from... <laughs> Whatever. St. Louis. St. Louis. And, and they come and they and they show everybody how it's okay to, to indulge and, and okay to eat, eat that third piece of pie and, you know, and, and give gifts and be extravagant and do silly things. And they save Christmas that way. Oh, and what okay. if there's like, what if there's like a, a like a vaguely uh, fantastical notion where they're like, it turns out that the bells are like spawned from bacchus the the lord the god of like good times of wine yeah 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 so like they're like they they have the vibe like we find out like in the in the then as a rescue there's hints of it throughout but in the third act when all is lost papa papa bells 
<laughs> has to has to uh, turn on his fantastical power and uh you know gets the husband a raise or gets you know so, so saves the day uh yeah. through good through good cheer and sort of partying and not taking things so seriously yeah like, they're good like times the, they're like the manifestation of christmas spirit right 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 exactly. related yeah, to santa yeah. claus like you yeah, no, that's better. Or, yeah, something, yeah, yeah. They're related to Santa. Like, and I keep, I don't know why, maybe he played it or something. I keep seeing Mel Gibson in a fat suit as the. Yeah, no, he did as, that. It was called the, the Fat Man, I think. Yeah, Fat Man. I keep seeing right. him as the, or a, a bigger actor like that. And I don't mean bigger, uh, fatter. I mean a <laughs> act, actor of more stature in a in a suit like that and and being the head of that family, the head of the Bells. I like him only because we could call him Mel Bell. Mel Bell. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and it, there's some something what Aaron's saying that that he has that he, you know he seems like uh, my dad does this a lot like where you, everyone just assumes and they again they don't have to be from the south but everyone assumes they're just dumb right you know right. they're there in their Liberty Barrel overalls with the you know piece of piece of hay between their teeth yeah. you know but the, like but Clint they Clemson. have this but they have this charm and it's this intelligence that nobody it's a different kind of intelligence that nobody understands and it might be. No one in the city understands, and it's and people like shit talking them. You're from the south. You don't know what you're talking about. He goes, actually, we're from the north. The, yeah, they're, there you go. Very <laughs> north, very far north. You know, uh, you know, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Norther than that, <laughs> Philly. <laughs> and they're Canadians. I don't know where. <laughs> yeah, no. What well, do you mean, so they're from the North Pole. I get it. And they're they're from the North Pole, and they're maybe yeah, maybe they're neighbors of Santa even. Or I like the idea that they're not. What you said, Aaron. They're not. Um, they're not that supernatural people, but they have a something because right. of where they're from. And I like that they're from. Ooh, maybe they're from the South Pole. I don't know. <laughs> I like the fact that they're from the South Pole. Ha ha. Get right, it. Right. I get and they're it. Australians, but, and they're yeah. fat. There you go. <laughs> G'day, mate. They, and they right. refer to they refer to their their distant relatives, the clauses, and everyone who lives at the North Pole as as the pole of northern aggression. <laughs> we could even do a thing where we could even ever do a thing where they where they uh there was a they they split from the from the Claus family and, and we could do a little backstory where they split from the 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 Claus family in the north and they and they but they both had the idea for Christmas and there's a, a an idea to be Santa Claus and there's a disagreement about that so they move literally as far away as they can from the clauses. <laughs> But they still have this power Aaron's talking about of right. good cheer, but it's a little different. Everything, the suit isn't red. You know, there, there, there's hints of that. And maybe in the end, that's what we reveal. Is there a different kind of Claus family? And they're just and bells, they're the bells everywhere on everything, <laughs> like little tiny fucking bells. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. they can, you know, just like they bring people together, you know, in Alabama or Seattle or Los Angeles, they also... Maybe they get back together with the clauses. There's kind of a thawing of of the relationship. Yeah, Ooh, builds yeah. up to Christmas Eve. Yeah, and then everybody has a wonderful Christmas because they're know? both holding half of the original deck of ideas. You know, because like they went south with theirs, yeah. and Claus went up north. And what we know, what we know of Christmas is just half of the deck of cards. Because he, the, we got the we, the South's got the rest. So there's a yeah. bunch of other crazy things like. You know, whatever. Like then it starts to getting fun for the writers figuring out like what's the other crazy shit that like was back in the day. This is what everyone was doing. We just don't remember it anymore. 
Yeah, and I I love the attitude that this is some other writer's problem. I love that. Like, you <laughs> with the producers, we, we gave you the whole movie. We're going to go right. have lunch, guys. So let us know when you're finished. <laughs> Fuck We're right, taking dude. our points and getting the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I'll take six points and you guys, whatever. <laughs> so that's good. That's good. That's that's all kinds of fucking sweet story for gigantic bells. Yeah. Sure, it is. It is. Hell yeah. Gigantic bells. That's, that's and maybe they find out, like, the patriarch, Damon, the, tr- the patriarch of the bells- who like has never hasn't been seen in a long time because he was so depressed that things went so shitty with the clauses that he just mm-hmm. vanished from the planet. But as soon as there's a thawing in the relationship, Mr. Bell shows up and it is, yep. Richard, Richard Belzer. Belzer. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And it is Richard Belzer. <laughs> so they're not fat anymore. Are they still fat? <laughs> yeah, of course they are. <laughs> well, the p- premise generator, you know, insisted that they were fat. I had no choice in it. <laughs> Gigantic bells. All right. All right. Uh, that's, that's that's two heartwarming good times. What do you say, George? I'm going to go in kind of a similar direction because I just need to know one thing from you guys. So I think right away, Rustic Snowflake and lends itself very well, obviously, to a reboot of the Pauly Shore classic. This is a reboot of Son-in-Law, a, a modern day take on this. Where obviously it's a snowflake, and snowflake not the actual snowflake, but snowflake in the sense of a millennial who's a jerk off, who's got to oh. go out to the country and teaches everybody how to have yeah exactly how to and they then all the country people teach him how to have a great Christmas, but he influences them as well. But my question to you guys is: Do we take this in that Polly Shore direction and find somebody who's the next Polly Shore is? If you want to find that, but I think we could. Um, or is this a Hallmark movie? Is this a real where we take it serious? It's not funny. It's it's heartwarming. It's you know it's the snowflake in love with the country girl. She takes she brings him home for for the holidays. I think it's, it's got to be that because like it's my understanding from like uh, the Just Got Made crew is and the people who love Hallmark movies is that like. When they make them now, none of them are really doing like the right formula. Yeah. Um, and so maybe we would, we would get, we would get next to like some OG Hallmark channel people. Yeah. Or June Diane Raphael herself. <laughs> and like have her from How Did This Get Made have her come and tell us like, okay, what do you need it to be? And then, and then just tailor fit that because I, I truly believe that like those things can't cost fucking much money, right? And oh, that, no. that's yeah. like a license to print money if you get that formula going. And in the same way that people lost it, because a lot of times people, I mean, I would say 90% of the people who enjoy those enjoy them ironically, but there's enough like the Twitter sphere and stuff would get behind it in a, in that ironic sense. But if you did it right too, then you would appeal to both sides and people would watch it uh for fun and like live yeah. tweet it and shit you know what you're right i like this aaron i don't know why i'm limiting myself to this because the answer to this is we just it's a movie for streaming it's a netflix movie mm-hmm. and it's a, a big holiday a big holiday release with and we get you know i wish i was you know young enough to know we get the ariana grandes of the world to be in this movie right. and we do tell a heartwarming story a re, uh, it's it's not it's not funny. It's a uh, I mean it, again funny parts. And I was thinking of all this because of um, Candace Cameron Bure, mm-hmm. who was I think on Full House. Yeah, she's a nut job, and now. she just gotten a lot of shit for saying that she was leaving Hallmark Channel for Family Channel or some other thing, 
and that she announced that they would be doing only movies that didn't feature same sex. They were staying out of that. And they were, you know, because we're because if we're gonna do it, if we're gonna do it this way, we might have to throw a little Jesus in here. She announced it on on behalf of the network. Yeah, because that's what they wanted. That's their brand. They don't want that because they. She felt like that Hallmark was drifting more into because they think they're doing a same sex Christmas movie this year where it's like two guys raising a kid or something, and it's the first time they've done that. And she thought that was way too far out and going to another going to another. Uh, the network to make movies that didn't have that. What a punk. And yeah, right. But Curve. but what you just said, Aaron, there is there is a certainly a market for this, and there is also a um, what you said about people watching. Ironically, I think people watch these movies and don't want to admit that they want a little uh, cheesy emotion in their Christmas. Right. Everybody wants to feel that. Tear way. up a little bit. Tear up a little bit. Have a little Chardonnay. Get a little exactly. Fucking- yes. Oh God! I better call yeah. my mom. Right. And and so for the casting question, who's so is the snowflake a boy or a girl? I had a couple thoughts, but I yeah. guess I guess it, it took a turn that I wasn't expecting, so we can probably discard most of these. But my mm, initial same. thought was um well it can't be on what did you say the family channel? Yeah, is family that the one channel with, hallmark, yeah, whatever. W- which is the one that won't allow same sex? That's the family? That's family channel. I we were we were turning it more towards a Netflix yeah, I big know. holiday movie. Yeah. The Hallmark Channel, they said they went they went too far when they announced a a Christmas movie and it was going to be called Mr. and Mr. Claus. Is that what it was? Okay. All right. <laughs> no, <I laughs> Is that real? That I don't even know. I, that's what no. I think that might be it. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a gay North Pole <laughs> story or something. I don't know. I just made it okay. up. In fact, Aaron, could you ask the premise generator if they could come up with a Mr. and Mr. Claus? Mr. Claus? So we could do that? Of course I can. Yeah. <laughs> So okay, but okay, but back to my point. Yes. Before you announce all the stuff about that needs to be more family friendly, blah blah blah. I saw the rustic snowflake as a trans kid being oh. forced to go live with someone, his dad in Alabama. Okay, <laughs> Sorry, sure. Al- it, yeah, beat, beat my people up. Go ahead. I don't. Know. <laughs> so, so they're uptight but, about him, but like they get to, as George was saying, you stunt cast the fuck out of it. So like all the people that come into their orbit now because this kid is there. You know, it's your Ariadne Grandes. It's fucking Harry Styles. Fucking, you know, he's the ghost, like the Christmas fucking future guy. And da 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 da. Like, you just stunt cast the fuck out of it because the message is one of tolerance. And so everybody's going to want in on it. I love that yeah. idea, Damon. That's way better than mine. I love oh, that idea. That's I, way better. We should do that. Okay. I just watched a documentary that I recommend. I think it was on HBO. It was Dustin Lance Black. Is that his yeah. name? The, the yeah. Writer? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. who wrote Milk and all those, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. he, it's great documentary, very moving about him going, you know, kind of going about his mom. And then she was very conservative Southern, blah, blah, blah. And then he yeah. had to go back and meet up with his family back in Texas or something. And he was super scared to meet them. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that, but it was that kind of like fear that turns into understanding. Right. You know, yeah. you could see why he was scared to go back to his hometown because, you know, the, his natural thought was like, well, they're just going to hate me, you know? Right. Right. And then eventually they just, it was such a relief for him and for you as a viewer to to see like how, what happened. So I don't want to say too much, but it's sort of a warm, happy ending. So that um, with Christmas, you can't lose with Christmas. Yeah. You can't lose. Yeah. And yeah. he, I, I love that he, he's so positive about everything that even though people do come at him and make fun of him and everything, 
he's just always positive about Christmas and always wins them over no matter what. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Now, yeah. if it's I don't know if it's a, if it's a trans kid because I was thinking if you're just going to have a snowflake who's just kind of like this city kid who's a smart ass and and lazy and floppy, um, that it would be someone like Timothy Chalamet, <laughs> right? Right. But yeah. I don't know if he if he yeah. would be, if he would need to be gay at that point or trans or something. It's like we can kind of. Well, take it doesn't this have and, to be that. It could just be somebody. So, so say for instance, no, no bigger box office than Timothy Chalamet, and he's just fucking undecided and like in that, and nothing burns the britches of people who are like, you know, close minded to have somebody be like, "What do you mean you're not defined as anything?" Like I'm, I am they. Yeah, you know that's upsetting to them, and so they call him a snowflake. Yeah. But the truth is, is that the purity of him, the purity of his joy, and he is everyone. He's not one person. He's you know the purity of a pure snowflake is is a lovely thing, and he sort of takes back that word from being a negative into everyone should hope to be uh, so pure. You know, and every snowflake is different, and right. that's okay. I'm <laughs> different. Yeah, there it's you go. Okay. I'm different. <laughs> and that's where you get the snowflake snowflake thing. I Damn, like that look, a lot. We just we just we just solved a lot of fucking problems for the for the world too. We did, yeah. and I, I like this too, that he that maybe they win each other over in a way where he every everything offends him. Christmas pr- Christmas is genocidal racism, like like uh like like uh Thanksgiving is, right, Damon? <laughs> 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 and they and they and they influence him a little bit to maybe not be so much like that. And they and Christmas brings them together. Yeah, to toughen yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, to toughen up a little bit and not be so, oh my God, you have a vegan turkey and this kind of thing. Yeah. Have a little turkey. Come on. It's okay. And they, they influence each other and everyone wins in the end and happy holidays. Da, 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 da. Okay. And what, is, what, what was the title of that again, George? What were the, Rustic what were your Snowflake. Words? Rustic Snowflake. I love it. Well, uh, look, like we've got we've got your dope comedy. We've got uh, we've got bringing the world together uh, 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 in the in the spirit of peace and love. And uh, and Damon's was uh, uh, the 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 that was the yours was the gigantic bells. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Got a supernatural that's right. and yeah. No, I love it. And you know what? I would submit to you, uh, Chooches, my my fellow Chooches, is that in the spirit of the holidays, look, you know, maybe our studio has a couple of different offshoots, sort of like a a twenty four and like uh, you know uh, uh uh you know classics and stuff like that. Yeah, I think we could make all three, baby. And, and I was sort of and, thinking the same thing. I was thinking, yeah. I, if I had to lean towards one. I like the 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 big concept of gigantic bells. I like the north and south. Right, right. Well, that's if the I thing. If I had there. to pick one, if I had yeah, to so pick one, one could be the big giant, like globe trotting, yeah. you know, almost Michael Bay sort of giant giant uh, Christmas movie, and then yours is more of a of a char- is Oscar Oscar style uh, character piece, and then mine's just the doper for the kids. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're, right. They're all three good movies. There's not. Like I said, gigantic bells. If you guys had to pick one, what would it be? If we, meaning the Gitmo Bros, yeah. were you know allowed to write gigantic bells, yeah. I would I would pick that one because some douchebag would get a hold of it and it would be stupid. But if you're just gonna go with, I think this thing's gonna, you know, it's a hot property right now. I think you have to go with Rustic Snowflake. Yeah, true. yeah. I mean, okay. yeah. The, with the heart, the hearts, the hearts pounding through on that one, and you yeah. got you got Timmy Shells. Come on. Yeah, yeah. He oh, by the way, guys, he just emailed me. He's he's on board. So by the way, he's, he's way, in. We're, he's way we're in. green. We're we're he, we're he's go. A, he's expressed some interest. <laughs> he's just got to finish up the second Dune, and then he'll yeah, be in. He'll be. He, he has a window in uh, twenty four <laughs> to shoot in summer of twenty four to have this ready for Christmas twenty four. 
Dune two, rustic snowflake. All right, well, I, I think Aaron, because you have you have the you have the influence. I think I think you get Mr. Watchman on the horn, and we go ahead yeah. and get his stamp of approval here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, I, you know, I think that yeah, I mean, we'll just do the full court press to uh, to get all three made, and uh, yeah. he'll feel our energy. And uh, you know, for, for Christmas season, he's going to let it slide. All three. I, I like. I love the idea that we go in and tell him in the pitch, we're not leaving here. It, it, it's for all three. The deal is for all three of these movies, or yeah, it's for yeah. none. And that's it. And I'll yeah. take this across the street, okay? I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'll walk right across the street to Warner Brothers, and I'll tell them the same thing. <laughs> Go, you can't say no, Lou. We got the Tiny Tim. Little Tim Tim. He's, uh, he's on board. The Tim Tim. Lou, I'm going to take our napkin where we've written all of our ideas <laughs> and the lyrics to Blaze of Glory, and I'm going to just take it across town. Yeah, I'll go right. In, I'll, I'll get in a golf cart and I'll go right across the street. I don't care. <laughs> He'll stop you at the door. Come on, what do we got? We don't that crazy. Come on, I gotta push back, baby. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing my job. I love yes. it. Okay. Well, yeah. I, okay. Well, we did it. We solved it. We and, did it. Uh, yeah. We, we, we did it. And I, we have the. Uh, and I'll tell you, Damon. I'll tell you just like I told you the last few times I did this. I got my answer. <laughs> you did. Well, I, did George get his answer? Oh, I All got right, my answer him. as well. Oh, yeah, right. I got it. Damon, how about you? I'm still undecided. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what Michael Caine thinks. Let me oh, see. Good call, okay. good call. I have my answer. I have my answer. <laughs> well, if megastar Michael Caine is on board, then <laughs> I am too. I think there's a place for him in all three of these movies. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, he's the through line. <laughs> he's in every one. We, t- we, tell, we tell Wasserman, and we got Michael Caine. For which one? For all of them. All of them. For not, not, <laughs> not which it. one, all three. Yeah, you try to keep him out, Lou. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we did it. Hooray! Hooray! Yeah! Hollywood! <laughs> Prem Gen does it again. Prem Gen does it again. <laughs> all right, so that was a nice Prem Gen session. But Aaron, I have some bad Christmas news for you. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. You have to go down to the South Pole of Ear and Loathing. <laughs> Shit. Here we go. Torture chamber. Okay, I'm not going to bullshit you, okay? I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know. But I'm going to torture you anyway. Suffering. All right. Uh, Episode one of our trilogy of Christmas specials. And first in the torture chamber is Aaron. And I believe I'm going first because I went second last time with Dog Police. (laughs) And the song is the Dog Police Christmas song. Nice. (laughs) The Dog Police do Christmas. (laughs) So, my song is from 1963, and it is from a department, and it's the department we we sort of (laughs) visit quite often. I think, in fact, I believe Aaron's been to this department a few times in the last few episodes. And um, I'm going to call this this department the white people, this is why everyone hates you department. (laughs) and I guess I'm just going to start it and let it run for a minute, and then we'll stop and we'll. you probably will be able to identify this gentleman's voice 
fairly quickly, and then we'll just chat a little bit about it. And uh, I got to tell you that I fucking hated this song ever since I heard it. And it's not very well known, but it will be now because of all the <laughs> listeners of Ear and Loathing. The bump. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. Mother, mother, everybody's starving. Mother, mother, let's eat. Hold your horses, got a million courses, and I'm fixing a treat. Jeremiah, go and help your mother. Jane and Jonah, you too. Hezekiah, go- <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Sounds like Bing Crosby, but it's is not. It Bing. Yes, it's the. Oh, it, it is. Is Bing the king of Christmas songs? Is uh, doing a song called Christmas Dinner Country Style. Country style, uh, and and it's about as white <laughs> as you can possibly ever get in any sort of art form. Uh, and Bing, you know, as he's kind of the defining voice of Christmas, right? White I mean, Christmas, the biggest selling it, single it, ever. Yeah, right? <laughs> not just Christmas, but any any song. Yeah. yeah. And then he he also uh, popularized "I'll Be Home for Christmas." Uh, the, the next year after that, he was the first one. Do you hear what I hear? Was a big hit for him. Oh and yeah. I think actually this was the flip side of that. This was the B side to "Do You Hear What I Hear." And then of course his famous Bowie collab on yeah. Little Drummer Drummer Boy. So. Yeah. The guy sort of is the defining voice of Christmas, and then this shit comes along. I'm trying to decide why it bothers me so much and why it has always bothered me so much, other than like white people being, you know, phony mirth just drives me insane. Um, And so it's just, it's Bing Crosby and then someone called the Ralph Carmichael Chorus and Orchestra. Doing this song about this country family, <laughs> George's people. <laughs> Boy, Ralph Carmichael really had a fucking huge view of himself. He's like, we're going to call ourselves the Ralph Carmichael Troop Festival Singers Brass Band. Do we need to have Ralph Carmichael on us? Yes, you do. On your hats. Hats? <laughs> Did he just? How can you love any song that he just said Hezekiah in it? Just, <laughs> he just said that. It's just like Hezekiah. What? Yeah. Just, by my count, you guys, these two mother who they never mother and and Derbingle, uh, they never say her name, but I'm assuming Bing is the dad of these. There's eight or nine kids by my count. Um, meaning there's there's Hezekiah and Jeremiah and Jane and Jonah and everybody. And at one point, Ezekiah has to go get his brother, and we don't know if he's another kid that they just haven't named, but <laughs> there's just a lot of fucking kids in this house, you know, kind of Dude, romping. wrap it up, Bing. Shit. <laughs> it's out there raw dogging like you read about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy. Take, take a break. Jeez. <laughs> Give mother a rest. Talk, talk about the Yule log. Whoa. He's your raw dog. <laughs> yeah. M- Mom needs some energy to prepare this country dinner. <laughs> She, and it's, so that's not Doris Day or something. It's it's a woman from the Michael Carmichael singers or whatever. You <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, and they of course got the most annoying, you know, kind of like mom voice singer to 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 be that character. The fucking radio voice, like everyone's all happy and I right. Yeah, yeah. Like George pinpointed, I just I just don't like when white people are this happy because I feel like someone else is paying for it somewhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a consequence for white people's happiness. <laughs> right. <laughs> so here we go. We're still in the kind of singing part, but it it gets it gets worse. Here we go. 
It's also a dumb fucking honky melody too. Like it's just so dumb. Like it's like I guess vaguely Teutonic, perhaps. But like if you had if you had like German people singing it, I don't know, it'd have some kind of flavor. But like this is just like a a group of people from you know like Modesto or you know something just singing <laughs> Modesto <laughs> with like no flavor at all at all at all. You know, like Bing's voice is rich and creamy and nice. I, you know, who can, you know, you say a lot of shit about Bing, you know, beater, drinker, what have you. (laughs) Allegedly. Raw dogger. Raw dogger. (laughs) (laughs) But, but uh, his voice is the shit, you know, it's a beautiful voice. Yeah. Well, it's, I would agree that he, you know, established, he's the voice, kind of the voice of Christmas. But as we proceed in the song, he's. Let's just watch what he does. But... Is he over it? <laughs> Is this when he stopped caring about Christmas? <laughs> well, okay. Let me just tell you this real quick, based on what you just said about the, the about this group of of people and if it was somebody else doing it. Now, there's this er- one earlier version of this that I could find from 1958. This is 63. The earlier version was someone. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this was like Ralph Carmichael's nemesis, the Jimmy Joyce singers, <laughs> did this originally. <laughs> Choice, <laughs> but uh, but I listen to their version, and guess what? It's fucking tolerable because what they do is they set it up, um, where it's it's an authentic kind of almost like Broadway country, like you would you like you would hear in the in the play Oklahoma, Oklahoma or something, right, yeah, right. right. And and it's a real and there's a bunch of different characters singing uh, instead of you know just it's just Bing and his and his d- dumb wife in in this version and and they're all kind of like it's it sounds authentic and it right. and it doesn't and doesn't have this kind of white sheen to it even though it's clearly other white people um and so I'll get I'll just explain that a little more once we hear what this song turns into um as we're proceeding into the next section a country fiddle has kicked in Oh, good. Oh, no. no. (laughs) Oh, everybody sit and bow your head. We'll all say grace and then break bread. Put your napkin on your lap while Judd pours cider from the tap. Okay, so (laughs) the great singer Bing Crosby is now just doing like one of those Swing your partner round and round. I don't know what you'd call them, band leaders or something. Like the kind of dosey do guys. Square, square dance, dance callers. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Well, good thing we have a guy from Alabama on the show, too. I like, I by the way, where there's that, that huge crescendo crazy bit of business. And, and you hear Bing pretty much saying, like, you know he was glaring at some cunt right there. Just going, oh, oh. <laughs> like, calm down. Get the <laughs> fuck, Jimmy Joyce. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I have out. this. I always have this picture of these songs like this because Bing was from Toluca Lake, and I have a story to tell about that in a little bit. The the okay. I, I picture of him. I picture him like in it, like like in a um, you know, a Casey Kasem, you know, break, you know, meltdown moment where he's <laughs> in a studio and he's doing all this. And then he goes, God damn it stop glaring at me you son he just kicks the studio and he and in my vision he kicks the studio door open and it's just blazing hot fucking july 105 and he's recording for christmas and he's just so tired of singing christmas songs god fuck you and he's just i wish there was you eyeballing me boy exactly god damn it get that fucking guy out of the side of the other side of the glass jerry i'll come in there 
Just, I was <laughs> like, Bing him. is doing it. He's bummed that he's there in May doing it. And then yes. because it's May, some yeah. other fucking white yutz comes into the control room wearing a sombrero for exactly. Cinco de Mayo. He's like, you're putting me off the season, fuck face. <laughs> and come in there and rip your fucking neck off. Okay, Bing, calm down. We got to finish this. You calm down. Who wrote these fucking lyrics? <laughs> and it's all coming through the talk box, so it's like kind of muffled, you know, like. It's <laughs> you can see gyrating behind the glass. And, you know. A guy dressed up like Uncle Sam pokes his head in. Is this Studio 4? You get the fuck out of here! <laughs> like, Bing's martini glasses flies across the room. <laughs> <laughs> I always have that picture in my head. Just rip shit mad at everyone. It's totally fucking pissed off. And I, so, so uh, if it's all right, I'll tell this story now of, of what I did in the eighties. So okay. they had they, they were selling his house um, in Toluca Lake, and it was an open house. And I had, and that's right when I, one of the daughters or somebody had come out. You just said a minute ago, Aaron, about him being a drinker and a beater. Right. And particularly a beater. Beat and up his kids, yeah. His yeah. kids had come out and said that. And so they're selling they're selling his house in Toluca Lake in his open house. And this is I'm in my eighties, all my eighties, you know, uh, glam rock garb, where I learned from working at MCA Records then by dressing that way, people would assume that maybe you were somebody, like that you were a rock star or something if you looked that way. Yeah, and a I, young guy like looking at a house isn't it's not it's not likely that he's gonna buy it unless he's a rock star right and so i go to this open house and i've been boozing a bit and i'm with my friend steve and (laughs) so we're looking and she's giving us a tour of the drunk old george and his fucking parachute pants totally exactly exactly and no and if you come in with enough confidence and leave your sunglasses on and stuff like i was doing they assume like maybe this guy does have 1.6 million dollars or whatever the house was going for then and so I, and it's a group of people looking at the house and I, and I, ra- I go to the realtor and I say loud enough, like, Hey, I just, uh, I wanted to know, like, um, is this the room, like any closets? Is this where he like beat the children or left <laughs> oh my God. or left, you know, them locked in a closet or something? I'm just asking because if I have to have an exorcism done of this area, it's just going to cost more money. And she just glares at me like, you fucking. And everyone kind of listening like, what's that guy asking? Who is that? Oh, my God. And I just ruined their fucking their open house. Wow. Did she you get kicked out? Or? Yeah, I, I, I knew that it was time for me to leave after that. Yeah. That like the police were I'll coming. I'll see my way out. I'll Thank see. You. I'm going to go. I don't want to buy this house anyway. I left. Like I didn't. I just, well, I don't want to buy sure, it. Can I, can I get a quick piss while I'm in here? Bad juju <laughs> in the here. one downstairs. You know, I said I might have an exorcism performed. There's bad juju in here. And These crackers was, are good though. It was <laughs> And of course, I think. I think they had wine and stuff, and I was walking around with a wine. I feel like I had a yeah. I was gonna you know, say. I think they had a wine there, yeah, or champagne or something, or you know, like they have a spread, you know, for this kind of open house, you know, spreadable cheese. Yeah, this wine is great, but where did Bing keep the hard stuff? Exactly. <laughs> now, did he beat them in this room or another? I just want to know because this feels like bad to me. This wine is good. I bet a little whiskey get it up on its feet, though, huh? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> And that's where I kind of came with, and it was, it was, I think it was, it was a hot weather when that was happening. And that's where I got that vision in my head of him just <laughs> flying into a rage. In <laughs> Every year I got to do this fucking off season shit. <laughs> God damn it. 
<sighs> anyway, yeah. continue with Hezekiah, please. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> we've got the we got the dosy do going on, and and so Bing isn't singing anymore. He's doing the kind of call out <sighs> of and and also the the dinner has turned into a. Uh, square dance, but passing food. Square dance, where he's giving them directions to, you know, like right. pass the sweet potatoes and right. right. <laughs> yeah, promenade the turkey down to oh, cousin Jebin. Shut up! Shut up. <laughs> Fuck! That's my yeah. nightmare. That's my nightmare. What's it happening is. in this? Oh, you guys Christ. remember in one of the early episodes I told you about when my sister and I had to observe my family kind of drunkenly pulling up a big chill and, you know, rocking some Motown while they clean the kitchen. Yes. Yes. I do remember you saying that's, that. Yes. That's what this reminds me of is, is just like white people being lame, right. you know? So hey, let's carry on here. Yeah. Oh, don't that turkey look divine? Well, promenaded down the line. Plenty of dark, we're long on white, so element platter to your right. My God, he stopped giving, he, he aggressively doesn't give a shit about this. Oh my God, he's he knows tossing this, this is a stupid idea. Yeah. He did. Yeah. <laughs> so the, yeah, the Jimmy Joyce version, like, this is, it's, this feels authentic because it was the the intention was it was like a real kind of caller is that what you called said he was called I think I, I I honestly I didn't learn square dancing in Alabama we we like didn't they make you guys do that in elementary school like for fourth and fifth grade we had to put on full shows like for yeah, Christmas I don't know George I was out at the clubs we had the clubs that day. I was out at the clubs that year George I was not I was, was seventy five yeah I was I was discoing I was no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, they they I was I at an R and B nightclub <laughs> with my sledgehammer, <laughs> looking for my daughter. <laughs> I uh, I so I learned all that stuff in fourth and fifth grade. We just square danced all the fucking time. I think it's the caller is the name of the person that does the. Yeah, right? sure. Was yeah. this going on in Burbank? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. And everybody did it like that. Was like every class put on a thing, and you know. And it, we we learned how to square dance. Okay, because I, I was just picturing you in Alabama doing that. No, no, I didn't. I didn't live. In, I only lived in Alabama until I was four. So I lived out here since I've been six, and that's where I, I learned square dancing in Burbank. Yes. So when you that time that you said that you went to Denim and Diamonds, you were fucking could have let loose a fucking fury of dancing feet and Wranglers. Yeah, George just went to the, up to the DJ and handed him the single of Christmas Dinner Country Style. <laughs> I, I say, hey, y'all know what to do. Wabash Cannonball, put that on. <laughs> but yeah, I, I learned all that, and I learned all the Alaman left and what that meant, and swing your partner round and round, all that shit. Like I learned all the Alaman. Alaman left is what that yeah is what he just said. Oh, okay. Yeah, he just said Alaman the Alaman the potatoes down to Jim or when he just said that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's and I forget dumb. what it means, but that's like a thing with the way you hold someone's hand, I think, or something. Alaman the platter to your right. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a, that's a step like that you would do or a certain, you know, thing you would do. Okay. So well, square dancing, that's which, you know, it, other than, other than it being a chance to hold hands and dance with chicks, even when you're in fourth or fifth grade, it was yeah. a big deal to me. But other than that, I just hated it. And I think, in fact, there's even a thing I think where I got under a table and refused to participate or come out from underneath the table. You see two little boots sticking out. Exactly. No! I'm not doing this. I'm not coming out. I'm not fucking come doing on, this. Come on, little Wrangler. I'm not learning. I'm not learning this. You don't want to have Bing open up on you, dude. 
Yeah, yeah you right. Know, you know. Yeah, Bing's a couple of scotches in, so <laughs> get out from under that table right now. Yeah, I don't want to get. If thrown I gotta into... be here. You gotta be here. <laughs> I don't want to get thrown into the. Uh, I don't want to get thrown into the uh, into the uh, closet over the house in Sluke Lake Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Bing's just going to keep, you know, calling out the the moves here. Yeah. Here we go. Now sashay along. Oh, and by the way, um, note that I think we've probably missed about four to six already, but there's about no less than 20 key changes in the song as (laughs) they switch from from one line to another. In fact, sometimes there's there's a key change within a key change. (laughs) Like, he's going... Um, you know, swing your partner round and round, and then it would go dun 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 dun. dun. Okay, so so the the keys that swing your partner round and round, and then it lifts dun 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 dun, dun. and then in the middle of the dun dun, it goes dun dun. It's very, very <laughs> like German, they're, they're, very chicken dancing, yeah, right? Yeah, they're changing Jesus. keys in within a key, so it's just it's just infuriating to me. <laughs> and by the way, the Jimmy Joyce guys didn't change keys once; they just stayed nice and normal, like a. Like a human being would do. All they're right, secure. They're secure. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, exactly. Aaron's right. Like, we know our song performance is good enough that we don't have to try to, like, pull a fast one on you by showing, you know, showing how clever we are. This is like the, the an early kind of, like, white country version of, of Prague. <laughs> yeah, they're all uh, trying yeah. to impress Bing. Because they're all uptight because this giant came into the studio. Yeah. Fuck. And they don't want to get punched. (laughs) (laughs) Just glaring at him. Bing and his gigantic bells. (laughs) A pinky ring can really hurt if he catches you with it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't I know it. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Listen for the key changes. Sure. Love that cut for ham and double sashay, marshmallow yam. Swing to the left, chestnut stuffing, and a swing to the right, a huckleberry muffin. What? There was oh, right there, there. He did it. He did it. Oh. <laughs> it changed. Yeah, that was it. It it's changed in the flourish. Yeah. Something oh. about a huckleberry muffin. It's swing to the and left. Muffin. He meant stuffing and muffin. Yeah, some chestnut right. stuffing yeah. and swing to the right, a huckleberry muffin. <laughs> Yay. That I'm sounds like something buried. that Bing would call a whore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bring me that huckleberry muffin over there. <laughs> Why am I Elvis? I don't know what <laughs> Oh, boy. There we go. Time for your partner to reach across and do do the cranberry sauce. Fuck cranberry sauce. <laughs> do do that's another move. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do do that shit right out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right into Luca Lake Avenue. <laughs> Forget where the house was. Somewhere like that. <laughs> One and all, and you and the rhubarb swing to the wall. Pass a little drumstick, if you please, and promenade the pretty black-eyed peas. Yeah, he's just talking. Fucking rhubarb. Really? That and Hezekiah, I'm pissed off, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> he's got rhubarb, he's got black-eyed peas running, running deep. Uh, he, I think he mentioned something about uh, sweet potatoes and uh, something about uh, some buns or something. A drumstick, and don't forget the huckleberry muffin and the chestnut stuffing. <laughs> Uh, there's a there's a country ham and a marshmallow yam earlier. <laughs> it's all about ham on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> Old angry white guys have ham. <laughs> Drunk. 
<laughs> Two seconds away from unleashing a fucking fist of fury. On their kids, yeah. Yeah. Hi-ya! <laughs> you are no longer a Crosby. <laughs> Uncaged white heat. <laughs> angry whites. Yeah, this 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 phony baloney manufactured cheer hides a lot of fucking anger. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's not just Bing, it's it's all, it's pretty much all white people. But right. starts with Bing. And that's, that's another thing that, that upsets me. Is imagine you're like a, just a poor kid somewhere or just like a marginalized kid or, or you know, living in a ghetto or something. And you're hearing this shit. And you know there's right. no fucking presents this year. You know, you might get kicked out before Christmas because you haven't paid rent. Yeah, and you're hearing these assholes. you're just food for five minutes. Yeah. This excessive bullshit just angers me so much. So, all right. Let's carry on anyway. Merry Christmas, everybody. Is George still here? Merry Christmas. Oh, there he is. Hi, George. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> George is dosy doing around the around the closet. <laughs> Kicking over bottles of whiteout. He's got five knuckles of fucking wild turkey that says he's gonna <laughs> sit the rest of this one out. Alright, this one we'll let this run roll. This is not too far from being over. Here we go. Well, you're all sashayed and do-si-do, so much turkey you're about to explode, but you still got to swing to the pickled quince, choose your pie in the bungalow mince. Oh, the dinner was grand, to say the least, so honor the lady who cooked the feast. Mother, mother, thank you for the dinner all. Yeah, so they're now back, they've returned to the original key, and he's finally singing again and not doing the, the do-si-do bullshit. I guarantee you this pissed him off. I guarantee you. Oh, yeah, I'm not dude. far off. It's a this, lot of work. This I mean, is it's a not B-side. just singing a this song. This is a fucking B-side is what this is. You're ex- it is. It's the B-side. Yeah, it's just... Too this, much. You know he was... This is a weak concept and it's not really a Christmas song. It just... It, yeah, this could be any dinner. It doesn't have to be... This might be a Thanksgiving song. You were complaining. You know, we should popularize yeah. this. Is This is a Thanksgiving song. I feel like it's right. more like a Thanksgiving song. Yeah, you're right. It's like a lesser Christmas song that just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be the, the, the biggest irony of all time. Like, the, the uh, this I hate this song more than anything on the planet. And then I popularize it and, and turn it into a Thanksgiving song. <laughs> it becomes the Thanksgiving song. <laughs> <laughs> My personal hell. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> All right, we're cruising towards the end here. They're they're all singing about how how thankful they are that mom cooked dinner, and she she makes another appearance too. Here she comes. Thanks, we're great. Nothing to it, mighty glad to do it. Seeing how much you ate. Jeremiah, go and get the fiddle. Come on, father, let's dance. So they so now they want Jeremiah to go get the fiddle so they can start partying after dinner. <laughs> I how about they break it over his head. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what a drag. Like, it couldn't get worse. Some yabo is going to run around. What could make fiddle. this worse? A fiddle. <laughs> okay, go get one. Shit. He just sits there and tunes it for 15 minutes. Wait, wait. Ding, ding, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Weedly, weedly. <laughs> it's just being behind the glass. If that fucking fiddle guy doesn't get that. <laughs> ding, ding. Wait, wait. <laughs> I like the fact that when you're the, the note when you're tuning is bing. Yeah. Bing. <laughs> bing. 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 I heard that. <laughs> you fucking right. getting smart with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cruising in, in for a landing here. I'm too full of turkey and the stuff tonight. Taking a chance. It's a very, very Merry Christmas. Got a reason to smile. Mother, mother. 
Everybody loved your Christmas dinner, country style. Christmas dinner, country style. There we go, boys. Jesus Christ. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a... <laughs> I don't have too much more to say wow. about this. I mean, it's just the the things going again. There's a checklist. There's the key changes. He's just doing the dosido do talking, and then one thing I didn't mention is the exuberant white people clapping. You know, a lot of knee slapping. Oh yeah, going on sure. here. <laughs> that's a that's that's a move. That's a musical move created for and enjoyed exclusively by uh, the honkies. <laughs> it's a German move, right? That's a very German move, right? Is that what that, it's pop goes yeah. the weasel, right? Is that what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And, and also, at one point, underneath the singing, the, uh, the the fiddle player is playing "Turkey in the Straw," which is, you know, what's that? A, f- a famous country song. Uh, okay. Is that like Foggy Mountain Breakdown? You know that. Yeah, okay. The way you yeah. did it, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there you go with, with Bing Crosby and Christmas Dinner Country Style. Um, George must have one now for Aaron. Do you have anything to say, George, before we start with your torture for Aaron? Yeah, this, uh, you know, this is such a, I didn't expect this category to be this big. I don't know why, but there's so much to choose from in this. I was for saying, sure. we shouldn't do three shows. We could do 50 it's yeah, just, I know. There's just so much, and so I went. I went weird. This is weird, um, and I don't. I wouldn't. It's kind of dark in a way, and play a little of it, and then I'll see if you can guess who it is. But it's it's odd and it's, it's weird. <laughs> so just okay. let it go. Here we go. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> okay. Santa Claus saying I won't be around this year. I'm a bit sick. Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. And he won't be around to spread his Christmas cheer. All right. Aaron, you know who this is? I remember hearing this uh, before. I don't know where. Maybe it's Stern, maybe. Stern for sure. Yeah. Do you know who who it is? Is it uh, is it uh, uh, Whistling Pete or whatever his name is? Um, <laughs> Tiny Tim. It's Tiny yeah, Tim. <laughs> yeah. It's Tiny Tim. Yeah. It's and it's you called sure it's Santa Claus. Pete? Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Tiny Tim. What's and the with and you? well, so play a little more, and I'll tell you the story about it because it's it's even weirder. But this is the weirdest Christmas song ever. <laughs> so just play a little. You won't believe it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The reindeer all look blue They know what he's going through Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year He won't be yelling out Ho, 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 ho But he'll be screaming out No, 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 no Jesus Oh my God The fuck is his problem? All right, so he gives a full explanation, which seems to make sense, that because he wrote this song in 1980, okay? And that's before even AIDS, the, the disease, was a was even a... No one, not till 82 did anyone even talk about that. And he says in, in, the, in that one part, this was before Rock Hudson. And he was writing this about the AIDS candy, A-Y-D-S, that was a diet candy. Right. That you ate. I remember my mom eating AIDS and 
Yeah, yeah. Ideas, yeah. yeah. And this was about that is what and he says. Well, it was just a melody and I didn't mean to hurt anybody with this. And I wrote this before that I wrote this before any Rock Hudson or anyone knew what AIDS was. And but well, why would years, he be saying that he's in, in the song going, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, he's, I don't I, I don't understand. I never understood. And he never explained the connection between. Why he's he'd be re- sick from re- eating AIDS candy. <laughs> right. He's, a, okay. he's revising a, he things. <laughs> he was lying when he said that. And B, why is he still singing it? Well, <laughs> right. that, so they he recorded in 80. They didn't release it till 1990. And then it's But well, then when he's talking about it later, the next song I'd like to do... It's been misunderstood. Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year, so he he just performs it anyway. He does, you're right, because he's not he's not ashamed of it because he claims he didn't write it, and and I guess there's credence added to that because he didn't. No one knew what AIDS was in 1980. <laughs> okay, so I, I don't I, expect it's you just, to it's, authenticate that, George, in your research, but it sounds it sounds like a, he's changing the story after the fact because. Look, when AIDS was just sort of a thing that we didn't know what it was, but it was just sort of like, you just hear a little bit about it on the news and stuff, and then you just went, who cares? And I don't mean to be crass when I say that, but it really was like, oh, you know, this, just someone's got something somewhere, and you didn't really think too much about it. Yeah, it was somebody else's problem. No one, it seemed a world away. And that was 82, but I remember that. That was 82, the first time that that came in. But you're buying into the fact that he wrote it and and started performing it in 80. I'm not, I don't buy that. I think he started doing it when he, when he, like the rest of us, he heard about this thing called AIDS and was making the news. So he tried to capitalize on a news story that was going on. Could be. There's, there's, and all, everything I read about it, there was no, and I didn't read that, but there's not that much out there about it other than him explaining it. And before he plays it in that clip you were playing a minute ago, but this one's way funnier. Him playing it, him <laughs> playing Casio. It with just yeah with a Casio, it's way funnier <laughs> than him playing it on a ukulele. Boom, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> but like he says, he's gonna be dying in bed. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't understand. That's why he's fucking lying. I don't know why we think that like Tiny Tim would be legit, have some sort of facts. <laughs> well, also, but why would he? <laughs> this guy's a weirdo. It's, it's, it yeah. is weird, but how would you know? He was he played a lot of. I read about him, and he he played a lot of. Gay clubs in the village and stuff, and he wasn't didn't seem to be someone that hated gay people or anything, or was glad they were dying, or you know. Well, also, I mean, I know it's 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 weird to get uptight about it because there, there it, what's what's true is that like there is a gallows humor, and there is a you know no one likes to fucking hear raunchy, gnarly tasteless jokes than, than my gay brothers and sisters are fucking just partying. Like right. they, I mean, every, it's, 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 it's outrageous. It is. It, it's, it's totally outrageous. And then, and then he, but listen to the rest of it. Let's listen a little more. Cause he says he's going to get better. <laughs> it's just listen to the rest. Yeah. He's not even straight on like what the virus is about. Yeah. <laughs> get the symptoms all wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> my foot hurts. <laughs> all right. He's lying sick in bed. Call the doctor there instead. Santa Claus has got the AIDS of this year. Each season he is full of pep and vim. I love that line. Pep and vim. Pep and vim. (laughs) Also zest and zeal. (laughs) But now the AIDS have got the best of him. The nurses all look sad, cause Santa's got it bad. Santa Claus has got the AIDS of this year. 
I think he wanted everyone to sort of sing the last line of each verse with him. Like everyone with their arms around each other. Santa Claus has got the and, and by the way, the thing, the thing that, that I find sus- suspicious about it, if he was singing about the AIDS candy, first of all, I didn't never seen the original of what that, but it was A-Y-D-S, not A-I-D-S. And no right. one ever said the AIDS. People only said that when referring to the virus, not mm-hmm. to the candy. My mom never said, hey, get me the AIDS. She never, you know. <laughs> it's not remotely AIDS. possible that this was about the chocolate diet candy. It's not, there's not, it's not one iota of possibility <laughs> like of be. that. And he, no. he stuck to that the whole, and this He's is one He's a fucking greatest. nut who wore diapers and ran around and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking weirdo. He like took baths with Comet Cleanser and stuff. He was really <laughs> yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah I know. He got married in the Tonight Show and 40 million people watched him, Miss Vicky and all that. I remember, yeah. <laughs> I didn't and talk about a weirdo novelty act. You know, the, the weird thing, too, to me is he's not using his falsetto voice, so it's hard to recognize it's him right away to me because I think of him as the falsetto and tiptoe to the tulips. Right, right. And his cover of maybe um, I Got You, Babe, right? And this I is him remember. late in his career. Maybe he was trying to, I mean, I guess not late in his career, but he was, a, you know, this was when he was a big deal. That was, what, 68? And this is 80? Maybe he was yeah. trying to get a bump off the, you know, Doing gallows humor like this, and and by yeah. the way, uh, in this is in the I think the top I think it's the top eleven or top ten of of um worst doctor doctor Demento songs ever, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> George really listened to my rap uh, earlier, uh, like a couple episodes ago, saying, "Don't pick somebody charming, George, because you're gonna <laughs> fucking lose." Boy, did he listen to me! <laughs> I fucking told you that he was I was gonna rue the day. God damn it. Today's the day. Merry Christmas. They even fucking bring it He's up. got AIDS. Yeah, bring it. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Not unlike uh, Bing Crosby and the middle spoken word section. You know, I believe Tiny Tim's going to be in the character of Santa Claus. Oh, he is coming up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In the smoke, spoken word, as I recall. Here uh-huh. it is. Oh, this is Santa Claus saying, I won't be here this year. I'm sick in bed with the AIDS. Oh, but I'll be back next year. Next year. Don't cry for me. A doctor will cure me. (laughs) What's he doing? He's totally unclear on what it's about. Then he tried to lie about it. What an asshole. Get (laughs) Get your shit together. Tiny Tim. He said. So, he says something like, uh, "You know, sometimes the melody just strikes you. You know, and it's not really about anything. You know, and uh, it doesn't. Just, that the melody it, doesn't strike anybody. And why like would you use him. those words? Why would Why would you just pick some other ones? I mean, it's just, yeah, and it's He's not a, a great melody, punk, dude. Fuck that guy. <laughs> fucking tiny yeah, Tim. like Mama's cooking Christmas dinner country style. <laughs> like, come on, anything uh, else? Anything. Santa Claus has got the AIDS. Yeah. There'll be no jingle bells upon his sleigh. From everyone he's got to stay away. Twelve months to wait and then he'll soon be round again. But Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. Oh, I'll miss you all, but I'll see you next year. And and Santa has a, a some weird English accent too. I think. Yeah, I don't a North Polian accent. I don't. The only Polian. the only the only good thing about this is that Rad Casio. Right. <laughs> I could just listen to that like that fucking Tim. Put it on Samba bum, number bum, two, bum. right? Yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. There, there's not that, much more of this left, but if you want to play a little more, go ahead. No. 
No? Play a little more. <laughs> Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. And he won't be round to spread his Christmas cheer. So he's so he's just doing the first. Yeah, he just does it over again. again. He wants to say yeah. Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. Yeah, because this, you know, at the at the R and B club, they got to keep this rolling. <laughs> well, you know, and, and dance, I, I'm kind of remix. I, I I I believe what you guys are saying that he also thought that before this, and this might be that. In, in 1980, or he, he even says in the interview, maybe 80, 81, maybe he knew because he was, you know, he had gay friends, whatever, that he, that this was a thing and he thought it was, wouldn't be a, it wouldn't, it wouldn't turn into what it turned into an epidemic and everything. Yeah, who and, knows? yeah. And, and so he thought this might be funny that if Santa Claus was, had, had AIDS and wouldn't that be funny? And cause it is weird. <laughs> he says he's going to be okay. Right, but you then know, he reflected it, on it later and sang it again. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Is like <laughs> long after been, millions of people were dead. I, I was so I was so <laughs> I was so blown away. This was available still. Like Jesus no one Christ. had tried to quash it, or you know, it's available like on Spotify and like it's everywhere. Yeah, like, I never everything's heard of it. everything's forever on the internet. It just, but you know, you can you can you can you know, like the Eddie Murphy Michael Jackson song that was hard to find. Like there, <laughs> you you can this is this one. There's different versions of there's him talking about it. That was deemed it. more upsetting than, than this. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, Santa Claus has AIDS. Uh, Great. You know, I just, all right. Look, like, not only like, can I make a decision now? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah not only, I guess we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Not only is that song fucking worse, but like I hope that that fucker is burning in hell. He died in 96. <laughs> that fucking asshole, idiot, dipshit. Ah, fuck him. He's the worst. Fuck you, Tiny Tim. <laughs> On that happy note. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Tiny Tim is a Christmas winner. <laughs> Tiny Tim wins with this darkly, <laughs> negatively weird song about AIDS. <laughs> Santa Claus. God. <laughs> Thank God we got two other of these shows, too. You're right? <laughs> we gotta wash, gotta wash that fucking shit off yeah, us. Ugh, Jesus, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, George. Jesus. Sure, yeah. Well. <laughs> Jesus. There, well, I, well I, there's, there's so many songs that you can do where... It's just a bad version of, there's so many bad versions of popular songs, you know, like everyone's done White Christmas or there's so many other ones that they, everyone's done. And there's plenty of bad versions of those, but I feel like I had to go farther. <laughs> well, I did. Are. Yeah, I know. You're out there. <sighs> Anyways. Um, so we ready for the yes. sorbs? Yeah, Please. I guess we're going to need to absorb a sorb at this <laughs> absorb point. Absorb sorbs. <laughs> Let's have a sorb fight. <laughs> Sorbet for that oh so fresh feeling. Yes, Aaron's gonna freshen us up. <laughs> All Please, right, Aaron. yeah, no, this is the this is a, a wildly necessary uh, after dealing with those last two uh, pieces of garbage. Um, yeah, no, this is. Uh, I would say that this is probably uh, my favorite seasonal song. Um, 
you know, I, I think that uh, I think that it definitely qualifies as a Christmas song, uh, as the phrase is mentioned. But uh, it's got a lot of depth to it. This song and um, means a lot to me. Uh, and it's also just extraordinarily beautiful. And uh, let's just spin it, and we'll fucking talk about it in a bit. Let's do it. It's a slow burn intro. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, Aaron helped me make a decision for my sorbet. <laughs> yeah, right. Because yeah, right, yeah. this was a top three contender for yep. for because I fucking love this the hell Great. out of this song. Great. Yeah. Those backing vocals, the ethereal kind of like, yeah. uh, I'm not in love by 10 CC. I was just going to compare it to that. Yeah. 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 That's uh, so good. Yeah. It's, it's fucking perfect. Uh, and like such, it just like fucking puts you in a vibe in two seconds. Um, that guitar, like, so, so this is the pretenders. This is, uh, 2000 miles. Um, was it on learning to learning crawl? To crawl. Yeah. Yeah. Learning to crawl. Um, 82, three. Well, it's a weird record because it came out in January of 84, Oh, but they started releasing singles for it in November of 82. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> they were getting their act together and recording and finding out what the band was going to be. Oh, because after Honeyman Scott and, and Pete right. Farnan died. Yeah. yeah. So they they kicked in the spring of 82, they kicked Pete Farnan out of the band and two weeks later, James Honeyman Scott died. And then the next year, in like April of the next year, in 83, Pete Farnan died. Um, and so they were in the middle of recording what would become this record at that point. But they had started releasing singles way before then, and they just sort of lumped them all together. Um, and so this song, uh, certainly from the outside, appears to be a, uh, a lament, possibly losing or not being with your loved ones uh, for, the, for the holiday. Um, it is... There is a bit of back and forth about it, but it sounds like uh, uh, from the from Chrissy's face uh, that it's about James Honeyman Scott and her missing him. And the the lyrics are, are alluding to the fact that like when you look at it through that lens and listen through that lens, it's really heartbreaking because it's just so much further than 2000 miles, um, you know, and and so it's it's a real heartbreaker and very beautiful. And the the last lyrics of the song are what really gets me when she's talking about, and it sounds so from a, in a passive way, it sounds like it, and it sounds sort of mildly triumphant, very minor key, but very triumphant. I hear people singing, it must be Christmas time, but I hear it as she's so sad and brokenhearted that she just hears the people singing. She goes, and she has to be reminded that it's Christmas mm. is how low and how, sad she feels you know and and that's like when aaron hears vince garaldi <laughs> yeah i know it is for <laughs> sure <laughs> but like but it's also like that's very de- it's it's a depressing thought etc cetera, etc cetera. but it's also you in order to feel great pain you got to feel intense love you know and like that's that's part of it it's like 
it's like, you know, going through, you have a pet or something like that. And, and when, when they move on, it's, it's incredibly powerful, but that's part of it, you know? And, and so it's, it's very sweet for her to write this lovely song about this sentiment in general, but then specifically, if you're thinking about it in terms of about her lost uh, bandmate and friend, um, it's certainly got another ounce of weight to it for sure. Um, but like it does so many cool things in it and it's such, it has such a Christmas vibe with the instrumentation. Uh, uh, it's Robbie McIntosh wrote the uh, guitar line, who is the guitar player that replaced James. And, and she reflects later and says, I really should have given him co-write because <laughs> that was his, his whole thing was the whole progression was his. It's not too yeah. late to write a check there, right. Chrissy. Yeah, she may, may, maybe she did. Maybe she did. She seems like a nice person, so hopefully she broke him off a slice after coming to that realization. <laughs> <laughs> let's listen to a little bit more of it, man. Yeah, it's let's. such a pretty song. All right. He's gone. So that was she referring to because there's that little break riff that he does. Then there's right. this one which is dee dee do dee. Yeah, I think it's that that one. I think is what she was referring to. Um Yeah, that's almost like, you know, in Day Tripper where the whole song is like a riff. So this that riff just goes through the whole song, you don't mind. You it's the hook in it. Yeah, it's um it's it makes it seem like a carol. Uh, you know, like a like a, a holiday song. It does, and, and uh, it's also in her sort of uh, Oscar wildly, uh, Oscar wildly best. You know, uh, sort of obtusely, uh, not rhyming. Uh, it's just you know, it's just incredible style uh, of, of lyrics. The he's gone two thousand miles. It's very far. The snow is falling down. Gets colder day by day. I miss you. The children will sing. He'll be back at Christmas time. Now that doesn't sound like lyrics so much as like a series of, of thoughts, you know? Yeah. And that's what she does so fucking well, you know, it reminds me of English roses in a way about how this is it's. And when you reflect on it, you go, Oh no, it's a full on like song, like a, like a, like, like, like a bar singing song. And it's like, no, it's not, <laughs> it's not like that. Like this. So the, the, your reflection on the song is so far different than what it is or, it is that too, but it's got other stuff going on. You know, it's nobody's fault. <laughs> it's nobody's fault that it's it's uh, under investigated. Perhaps I think because it sounds like a pretty romantic song, like your straightforward song. Yeah, yeah, and they'll be back. And she says as much. So like, she leads to the confusion, but like such is the right of the poetess. Yeah, yeah. You know. All right, here we go. Let's listen. And how do you fucking start the line like that melodically? It's like, it's, it's a lot of balls to do that. Like it fucking fully fits, but it's fucking ballsy as hell. 
Yeah, she had a, a style. God damn it! That that only she could do that. Yeah, well, yeah, and it would work here. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know where it comes from. And and no, we were talking about this before about how I, I'm befuddled where she got her singing skills because she she went yeah she went from I'm you know selling shoes in London to I'm one of the best fucking performers of all time, which is so weird. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like our gal from Bow Wow Wow, where like they came out of the shoot completely mm. formed. Yeah, yeah, and they were completely informed by each other too. Like they were so alike, and it never really occurred to me too how similar those two were, and her delivery, et cetera, et cetera. So like it was it was a real revelation to think about it in those ways. Uh, and then you hear this, and it's a whole other woman. Like the the woman who wrote Tattooed Love Boys is also writing this. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, let's listen to it some more. Yeah. Sometimes in a dream you appear. Yeah, the uh, here's a question for you, Aaron, and I'm I'm sure you didn't look, look this up. This is my sort of demented thought. Was at the time she was writing this song, and it's not funny, it but it's 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 a weird thought. A, where was <laughs> she when she was writing the song? And B, where was he buried? Yeah, I think that she was probably my guess is that she was back in the States and he was buried in, in the UK. Yeah, so Ohio, that, UK, right? Right. So the two thousand miles. Yeah, that's yeah, more than two thousand, right. though. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe that it sings better. Maybe. Did they bury him at sea by any chance? <laughs> Is he somewhere in the, in the, in the briny deep? I don't know. <laughs> Did they bury him in Davy Jones' locker? <laughs> He's down there with uh, with Neil Diamond <laughs> and the Poseidon Marine yeah. McGovern. <laughs> you want to record a song? Yeah. Can't get this helmet off. Everyone's in the briny deep on this show. <laughs> Wish Tiny Tim would be down in the briny deep. <laughs> no. <laughs> Guys, I have a song. Fuck off, Tim. <laughs> Shut up, Tim. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> All right, here we go. Outside under the purple sky, diamonds in the snow, sparkle. Could you make an argument that more or less all the songs, or at least most, have something to do with either James or, I'm talking about Learning to Crawl, mm-hmm. with James or the breakup of the band or some combination thereof? Because it seems yeah. like Back on the Chain Gang was definitely. Yeah. Um, and then also Middle of the Road. Be, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, then, and, that, and that too, like, is her getting, her getting, you know, she's has a child and she's, she's no longer a roughneck or doesn't appear outwardly to be the same roughneck gal. Uh, and so reflecting on that and then like the passage of time. I'm not the cat I used to be. I got a kid. I'm 33. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah th- her fucking poetry. So fucking outer limits, dude. I, I mean, I just can't do fucking this entire pod about, about her. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Listen to tiny Tim and getting enraged. <laughs> New rule. Every sorbet is a presenter song from now on. It's gotta be. Sorry. <laughs> All right.
that part there, Damon. That's yeah. great. That part there, it's it's so great, and it is completely to me when I hear that. It's impossible for me to not think of of Al, your sister. Um, that 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 melody choice, and it just and she because there's often that Al and Chrissy sound similar to me, and mm-hmm. and that's one of those times right there, and it sounds like a harmony we would have done back in the day. Um, so it it holds a nice little special part for me there because I was right about to meet you, uh, like you know, shortly after this album was done, like the next year. So uh, so it was like uh, it sort of lines up for me in a sort of sensitive way. I love it. I love it. Love it. Okay, I, I, we've established that this album is about you know James Honeyman Scott's passing. It's also possibly about the band breaking up. Right. Any songs in here about you and me meeting for the first time? Yeah, <laughs> watching the clothes go round. <laughs> watching the clothes go round. Watching the clothes go round. It's clearly about you and me. I, clearly. <laughs> you guys met at a laundromat, didn't you? Yeah, duh. <laughs> Thumbelina? Come on. There's a, there's a song called Two Nerds Go to El Pollo Loco. Two <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> two nerds to a, a chicken breast. <laughs> two, two nerds share a taco salad. <laughs> two nerds, two, two nerds start from two sides of a burrito and meet in the middle. <laughs> I got three dollars. I got eighty cents. We, we, we could split a taco salad <laughs> and talk about the pretenders if you want. <laughs> uh. All right. Oh, by the way, I was going to say this too. The, I believe it's on their Unplugged, but it's some sort of MTV performance where they do this fucking song, and I'm, it's mm-hmm. got to be Unplugged because it's she's you know got an acoustic guitar. But I almost feel like there's a, there's also an orchestra there. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 totally. It was I feel a, like I've uh, heard it that way. Yeah, yeah right. Because this just gets mm-hmm. busted out at Christmas everywhere. Is it is it Unplugged yeah. though? I don't know. It's not an unplugged. They just did one. I think it's not. It wasn't an official one, but they were doing their own sort of thing. Got it. It okay, does. They do. They I, have like a string section and everything. Yeah. 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 That. Yeah. And they do this fucking song, and you're mm-hmm. thinking sometimes when bands do songs live, you go, "It's not as I love. I like it, but right. it's not as good yeah. as the original." But they fucking nailed it. it was, even with that right. that little guitar riff and right. everything, yeah. it's it's great. Yeah, her fucking delivery, and she's she's so aware of what's going on with herself, and and I, she's she's also, but she's very sensitive. She all these other things, but she also has like balls of steel, and she doesn't look like she's tentative ever, uh, and she's just so fucking in charge. And I know she's probably not. Is that probably not how she feels? She's very self conscious. Like she said that she says she loves that guitar part. She goes anything that gets you away from listening to my voice and my stupid words. I like, oh jeez. Oh wow. <laughs> and that's not coming from a place with her of jive. You know, I think that she's really she's you know self conscious, but she just doesn't appear that way. But like maybe that's where like the overt sort of ragey uh, side of her comes from. Maybe is just self, self being concerned about what people think about her. But it doesn't seem like she feels that way. You know. Is is there something about this that that there's something about this song I never thought of it this way that reminds me of, of in excess like it like mm-hmm. almost sounds like never tear us apart or yeah I can almost hear yeah. his voice in this song right mm-hmm. yeah, is they, that right they, that's how I'm feeling about it I don't I never thought of it that way it's a vibe yeah it's a vibe for sure you know, yeah. never never tear us apart was a originally like a, a like a like a, a bluesy rambling sort of piano kind of song yeah that. It just wasn't happening and so like you get the impression that this could have been at one point a more peppy number and then they just 
Who produced to be... who produced this who this song or Chris learning? Thomas. And who's Chris who? Thomas? Speaking Chris of NXS. Thomas, yeah, uh, NXS producer. Um, oh, there you go. Right. Uh, produced uh, Nevermind the Bollocks. Uh, oh, one, right. I, I always consider him as the uh, producer who got away from producing me in my bands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was, it was yeah. my dream that he would produce the Monas when I was a kid. My dream yeah. of all dreams. Because George Martin wouldn't have been a good fit for us, <laughs> so I, I knew I knew that Chris Thomas would have been the man. Well, is he I available? It. I mean, I still uh, you know, know it. it's not too late. What? <laughs> yeah, I still know it. To What's be he an doing? Absolute truth. Yeah, Chris is welcome to edit "Ear and Loathing" if he wants. Yeah, to. come on. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I'll give him like fifty bucks a week. <laughs> Probably gonna do it. What else is he doing? Yeah, I know. He's got all those <laughs> pretenders bucks. Yeah, and in excess bucks. Around. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He also pl- uh, his his first job was working at Abbey Road and worked yeah. on the White Album. Yeah, too. it's like uh. yeah, just just the Beatles. That's all. Don't worry about it. No big look. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So yeah, so uh, like there's there's uh, there, there's a couple more uh, minutes I think or a minute or so left mm-hmm. of this. Yeah, um, we should hear it. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. Also, those those backups that we mentioned from yeah. earlier, they're kind of floating in and out throughout the song. And one thing about Chrissy that I like is that, you know, she'll harmonize herself sometimes, but she doesn't, you generally don't hear her in the backup vocals doing those kind of ahs and everything. She lets the guys do it. Yeah. Yeah. Which gives it a interesting sound, you know? Agreed. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's, it, I think she was always keen for it to be a band and to right. sound like that. For sure. Know? And Not so, the Chrissy you know, Hine show, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, and like in that that line that's happening now, the it must be Christmas time. Such a heavy fucking thing to me. Such a heavy. Like thing. she's realizing. I see what you mean too. Right. I never right, thought of it like, that way. Yeah. Because she's lost in this yeah. thought. You know, like just thinking like in this snow. I mean, yeah, in the <laughs> line where she's saying, you know, I it's very far. <laughs> There's something about that too. The brutal, the brutality of this. Yeah. Two thousand miles. It's very far. Yeah. It's very far, and she's like, she can't even really get into it. It's so far. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then, and she can't, and that's the way of saying this big thing maybe about death. And how do you write about fucking that? You just say he's fucking not here, man. You know, that's how you might end up be to being able to write about it best. And then she's like, yep, I hear people saying he must be Christmas time. I just became aware that the world was going on, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like she could have, if it wasn't kids singing, like she could be just walking by a store and see Christmas decorations go, oh shit, it's Christmas already. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, another stupid thought. Snow, did, did how did Honeyman Scott die? Cocaine. Alcohol? Cocaine. Cocaine, oh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, 2,000 miles through I, the I, snow? I, she doesn't make a mistake. <laughs> she doesn't make a mistake. You know what I mean? I thought about that uh, today, actually. Uh, it never occurred to me before. So, good thinking, Damon. Um, hey. But, like, yeah, it's she doesn't make a mistake, put it that way, you know? 
She didn't go, oh, wow, look, that's a happy accident. <laughs> no, I don't buy it. She's just a fucking genius all the way through. Okay, here we go. A little bit left here. So good. I always wait to hear that <laughs> one more time. <laughs> I have a question. Does this, it's, there's so, because I listen to so many songs and people butchering so many things. It, it, I, and no offense if she's out there, like, did Carrie Underwood do this or something? Has anyone butchered this fucking thing? Uh, they didn't do bad. Uh, Coldplay did it. <clears throat> oh, really? Uh, for, for charity in huh. 2004. Huh. Um, you know, it's it's a pretty thing. Like you can imagine somebody like Brandy Carlisle, somebody doing a great right. job. That's like what a, it feels know, like, like. A country s- artist could do a good job. Yeah. of this. I said Carrie Underwood to be an asshole, but you know, maybe <laughs> well, she probably do great. a great job. And yeah. we we we, yeah. we realized how how much care she took with the uh, the Linda. cover she did of the Linda song. Yeah. And you know, if you're going to do that by the numbers, she'd probably do an excellent job. I mean, I get your point, George. That yeah. like if somebody sort of would like showbiz did up or something you know it yeah. wouldn't taylor be as, swift as, as, you know whatever <laughs> yeah you know yeah. watch yourself george like you, you don't want to talk shit about taylor swift yeah yeah she'll write a song <laughs> about coming me, huh? for you baby she'll write a song for me <laughs> you know i think there's it's only one third of the gitmo roses has, has a problem with you taylor yeah i think i just had <laughs> a christmas miracle i think i just had a christmas <laughs> miracle i've been sitting in this storage closet for you know <laughs> for sure. weeks now and i just <laughs> i just <laughs> <laughs> it must be Christmas time. It must be Christmas. <laughs> no, really, I just noticed that among all the detritus in here, there's this little bag, and it has lights in it, and it says, Very Merry Christmas, though, and I've never seen it before. Wow. Is it your clue? office's decorations? It looks some, kind of stuffed some, in some, a corner? Some, so, yeah, it's some kind of yeah, it's some kind of thing I've never seen before. And there's a, here it is. I'm like, oh, look at that. What <laughs> that sounds uh, less cheery and more sad. Well, you'd have to be, well, there's a lot of sad things in here, and that's a little bit of brightness for me that, you know, among among all the garbage can and broken clocks and, you know. The happiest thing in there is you. Right. And now I just saw this, this, this Christmas miracle. You're my I'm Christmas a, miracle. I'm going to take these lights and put them up tomorrow. Do it, baby. Do it. I'm going to have, I'm, I'm going to make this into a, a Christmas miracle in this storage closet. We have three more shows, you know. Hang a decoration off your pop screen. I'm going to. That's right. <laughs> it's a beautiful sorbet, Aaron. Thank you for the yeah. I, I love that song so much, man. Yeah. It's it's a it's to me like I, I have a specific relationship with Christmas music, and and I was going to foist that on everybody, but I realized I was like, well, I I want to be I want to be seasonally responsible, and this is you know go with the group, <laughs> and and truthfully, this is one of my one of my fave songs ever, and uh, by one of my favorite bands ever, and also fits the bill, so it, it sort of was perfect, I, I guess. It might have been st- stolen from you guys too. So, sorry about that. I got here first. And by the way, um, saying saying you're seasonally responsible is going to be a line in Rustic Snowflake. <laughs> Come on, Jimmy. Get I'm just being seasonally responsible. Seasonally Aaron, you did spare our um our, our listeners from if I had been able to play the song as my sorbet, mm-hmm. um, I would have wished everybody a merry Chrissy miss. There you <laughs> oh. go. Thank you. Well, you, Thank you still you. did. Thank you. Thank you. You still managed to I work it that. in there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> Love it. Terrific. Terrific. Love that. <laughs> Terrific. All right. So I guess we can wrap up episode 38, which is our first Christmas ever. Inaugural the, Christmas episode. Yeah. With, yeah. with the Gitmo Bros. And, you know, I don't give a shit what time of season of, of the year it is. We're still the number one rockers forever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah Yuletide. Anytime. Maybe more. Maybe yeah. more this time of year. Mm-hmm. Your your friggin' Navi Dodd doesn't affect that at all. We're coming for you with our number one rocks. Exactly. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the Gitmo Bros celebration of Christmas. And guess what? There's two more a coming because we got We got to torture all three of the Gitmos with the with the Christmas. And so we will see you next week for episode thirty nine, where your pal Damon will be tortured by the lads. And uh, we'll see you then, and uh, happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> Bye. Ear and loathing. Mom! Take it easy. Lower it. I don't I'm not going to lower it. I have to do this now. I don't mind you playing it, but lower it. Tune in next week for more Ear and Loathing. End transmission. Goodbye.